to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. And we're tuned in for another fun-filled episode. How are you feeling today? I am glad to be home. Say that again. That's all I got to say. I'm glad to be home, and I'm glad to have my blankie. Yeah. I just feel like I've been home all day, but I'm happy to be off. And I can't wait until the weekend. That's what I'll share. Because it's yes, like, I gotta, I, ooh, it's your birthday weekend. and Oh, yeah. I forgot. Oh, my God. I'm so, I forgot just like that. Um, yeah, it'll be my birthday this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're not. I think because you're probably looking forward to the next weekend Um, for our fest, for the, the real turn up. And that's why you are probably being calm. But I'm personally looking forward to it. <laughs> But also, I feel numb, and sometimes I don't get excited until the thing happens. Like, I'm, like, for instance, like, going to see Beyonce, like, I'm, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, we going, ah, but, like, I, it hasn't really sunk in for me. Mm. That always happens to me. It's so annoying. I've, I've been like this since I was a kid. I don't get excited to, like, the day of. Yeah, like, I'm excited, but I can't picture it. Like, I be just wanting to know what it's going to be like. Um... But yeah, I actually am a person who gets excited far, far, far in advance. Like, far in advance. I'm like a I kid really who could, be uh, hype on for Christmas, but like a month before it happened. I, I wish I could. Like, I, I was like that even on around Christmas when I was a kid. I was never excited until the day of. Oh, God. I would be counting down, like, for days. But... In any event, it is your birthday, and even if you're not excited today, you will be at some point. Thank you. I will definitely. I'll be excited on um on Saturday. Well, my birthday is Sunday, but we're gonna rock. Yep. So let me let me just think what we got for this fave for this week. And by think, I mean look at the outline. <laughs> so for this week's fave four, we're going to focus on four shows that we'd like to bring bring back from the dead. Meaning we not a reboot but we would like to pick them up exactly where they left off like exactly in the storyline we want to know what happened next yes exactly so here is my i don't know why i was about to be weird sorry my dog barking i hope y'all can't hear it's all right it is it is (laughs) so here are my shows so number one i'm gonna start Go coming up heavy with the nanny. Um, I recently rewatched the nanny. I think it was was it last year? It was either last year or twenty twenty one when it got put on HBO Max, and I watched it. I binge watched it. I watched every season, start to finish, and the ending of it. I'm like, there could be more. Like there could be like it literally ended with like she had a baby, and did she have a baby or babies? she had twins you're right she had twins and i'm like no like her and mr sheffield relationship just started booming like you know and it just like ended and i'm just like there is so much more that can happen so i would love to see like the like you know (laughs) the twins you know going to school and how they grew up and blah 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 you know i would just love to see like where that way i feel like it, there was more to tell there's more to tell yeah for sure and um, i don't like that as soon as she started getting like that rich glamorous life things were over 
yeah i the the life that she always wanted like i'm like that's very corny and the fact that she, he he finally fell in love with her after she had the bag so um, annoying <laughs> to watch because he clearly liked her he clearly yeah. liked her from the beginning. He would get jealous when she went on dates. He huh? would show up to things. He would be like protecting her. He would be drooling when she had a dress on or like when she got out and was like super fancy. And I'm like, I would never play cat and mouse with like that for so long. I would lose it. Like, I don't understand how Mr. Shetfield was able to keep that up. Like, just give yourself what you want. It's not the worst thing if you date the nanny. Yeah. And she was like, so fun so i'm like why are you acting like this um the next show is um this probably is gonna seem random but i actually really like this show um and i would like to watch it um i haven't watched in a while king of the hill that was a really (laughs) good show (laughs) that was a really good show like I feel like I have again, I haven't watched it in a while, but I did watch I was watching it when I was in college. I forgot what it was on, but it like kind of aged like it didn't age that bad. And like Hank Hill was like a redneck kinda, but like he was like low key progressive. Yeah. (laughs) He was very neutral. He was very neutral. Yeah, he was very neutral on a lot of things. So I would love to see like you know king like bobby getting older like you know how's he like navigating the world the like, whole family just, was I'm lit not, to be honest no, Peggy, yeah, bobby. Bobby. yeah <laughs> like i just love like i really want to see like what other stories do they have to tell you know mm-hmm. um the next one sounds like a bit of a wild card um i'm gonna go with cat dog um i was obsessed with cat dog when i was a kid um and i was obsessed with dog um which makes a lot of sense for my personality um but i loved cat dog and i always like use it as a reference because um i was obsessed with cat dog because i liked how like they went to I think it was called Loco Taco, but they had a taco place and it was shaped like a taco. The underwear store was shaped like underwear and like the stores were like shaped, but like what they sold. And I was obsessed with that because like I've always like just wished like the world was like that, like that cartoon. So Cat Dog is always like my reference point for like architecture because it made me so excited. So I would love to see like cat dog like how you know they just progressed as into i mean they were adults but i just want to know like you know how things are going for them like you know, but you know just what? so sorry uh-huh. it's okay. i just feel like i never shared this publicly but like cat dog kind of like gave me nightmares a little bit when i was a kid because hilarious. of the lighting like i feel like certain cartoons were not were meant for certain types of kids like you know what i mean like because I realized, like, a lot of the cartoons that you like, I'm like, this isn't happy enough for me. Like, this cartoon is, like, is bullying happening in this cartoon. That's what I didn't like about Cat Dog. It was, like, how that real little one was like, beat it, twerp. I hate it. Stuff like that. I'm like, she's being me. I don't like she watching this. She was so I didn't like she watching it. And also, their house was kind of dark. And, like, also, like, the shenanigans would cause me to be stressed out. But for some, I, I did like Dog. I didn't like Cat yeah i didn't like it he was too mean he was too strict i love like honestly 
It was dog for me. That's it why was I dog for me because I feel like honestly there were a lot of shows that I'm like I literally can't when I was a kid. Like the the, the show with the monsters, I didn't watch that. I didn't I like Rocco's Modern. Yeah, I didn't like that. I, I didn't it. like Rocco's Modern. <laughs> I didn't like none of those shows. That's so funny. That's I, exactly what Rocco is is um he's named after. I know, and I, I just my mind liked those cartoons, but I felt like I didn't like them. I like cartoons that was like Rugrats, you know, things like that. Anyway. <laughs> The thing that kept me was dog. Yeah, dog, cause he was silly. And he sweet. was always happy. Like I loved it, and everyone so just beat much. up on him because of that. And I just felt like cat was uh, cat would have been a nightmare to be attached to for me. Night freaking nightmare like he was so he hated fun like yeah. i like dog i was literally dog was just like he made me so happy i loved him yeah i love the dog. shape of his nose i love the shape of his yes, eyes same. i love his teeth when i was a kid i was like i love the way dog looks he's so cute but cat was just a bitch he was such a bitch and it's funny that you say that about like because like i was saying over trail no but like yeah rocco's modern life they i'm like <laughs> it's funny because like his life fucking sucked like mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. life sucks so and bad. I just didn't but get again, it as a kid. I did not get his life. What was he doing? Like, I didn't get that he was technically like an adult or something. I didn't get it. Yeah, because I feel like if you watch it now as an adult, it's probably real funny yeah. because my dad really enjoyed it, and that's why Rocco is named after Rocco. Cause my mom liked it too. Yeah, because my dad loved it, and I think a I think it was more for adult like visually they're like oh we'll pull the kids in because it's a cartoon but like adults really liked it because it was a very adult like situations like how they had a whole musical about um corporations polluting yeah. um, cities what the hell i want to learn about that from um, yeah i really did not care about that but my <laughs> dad really enjoyed the cartoon again that's why rocco is named rocco because he's literally named after rocco the wallaby um the last show Sorry if this is on your list, Iman, but the Parkers. It was, but it was one of my bonus <laughs> answers. It's okay. I, to- I said I told you. I said the first three is not going to be on there, but my last one. And I'm like, um, honestly, they got they have st- other stories to tell. So many stories to tell. I want to now again. Speaking of, he she finally got the man. <laughs> Nikki finally got the man. Like now, what's their life like together? They definitely list. Is nobody else? for them like it's, they have to last I also was like oh it's like that with that type of story they be together for the rest of their life that's very true and I'm like did she like I'm just want to know like how like Nikki is a grandma like can you just like the funniest I, grandma ever and what's up with Kim know. yeah who did Kim settle down with exactly what's going on with like, Stevie what's exactly. up with T exactly <laughs> there is so much like there is it's such a rich story to tell i feel like that would definitely be good like and it's like again it don't have to be a reboot like let like i want to know like what's happening what's happening y'all <laughs> yeah what's happening y'all but yeah those are my <gasps> sorry y'all those are my four and like i don't have any bonus ones this time okay Shopping. all right so I'll start off with girlfriends. Duh. I was going to say that. I was going to say girlfriends. I was definitely going to say girlfriends. The way that show ended was actually disrespectful. It was so disrespectful. It was very, very, very disrespectful. Like, we had been... 
we'd been on this ride for years with Joan and she had fun. We saw her grow in a way that was actually quite realistic. Like Joe went from being completely neurotic to, you know, trying these different relationships and being the problem, them being the problem, settling with the wrong person, having her player phase, getting too big for her britches and having to, you know, eat a big slice of humble pie to finally being in a space where it was a good candidate, right time, right energy. And then we wanted to see this relationship bloom and then boom, he gets deployed to the army. She teaches his class. The class is terrible to her. Joan, when did you become a teacher? Huh? And then also that was so mean. That it, was so dark too. And, like, and then it just ends with her reading the letter. Like he's coming home guys shows over. Tony just drifted off and her and, fr- and and Joan never got a chance to patch up their friendship. And I understand that there was like her contract ended. Um, I forget her name, Jill, uh, Marie mm-hmm. Jones, is it? Yes, yes, I believe so. So Jill's uh, contract ran up and she was like, I'm done. And we can probably speculate. <laughs> nobody leaves a good paying, happy atmosphere. Like nobody really leaves it. Like I feel like it's either yeah. A, it was another project or it was some BS happening on the set. And then it was like Lynn was starting to grow up finally find her way, finally find something she was passionate about. Um, I do feel like Maya's character regressed a bit, but yeah. even still, always a hoot and holler. Like, she was always <laughs> funny. Her and Darnell's relationship was, meh. Like, you could have kept it, but, like, still. I could not stand her. <laughs> and then Jabari started acting crazy. Like, it just was a lot. Like, how you act crazy when your dad come back in the home? That's nuts to me. <laughs> but I just feel like we need justice for girlfriends, for sure. And like, I just don't Not understand really. all the cast is alive right now. And William was funny as hell. Like, William was very, he very was funny. A, y'all know we William have down. <laughs> William, and I feel like, William, the the uh, I forget his name. I think it's like Richard or something. He'd be down. Like, he has literally gone going on like live and like say like he don't know and i'm like come and on he was on abbott elementary again funny as hell oh wait i know he's on abbott elementary but yes, his delivery is yes, he's too funny abbott elementary oh my god i'm so happy to hear that but yeah like come on bring the show back what are we waiting for i feel like tracy ellis ross is just like if the price is right if the check is right if the network is right and if she can get some creative control she'd be down it's the other girls like i really feel like golden brooks is the one that's like mm, i don't know we'll see though um <laughs> like what do i know i'm literally just speculating because it's so funny when it's it's so funny um when it ended i literally was having like um I just, I missed William, like, real bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I missed him. I was like, mm, this He is was weird. so funny. And also, I just love that he always had the girls back. Like, he always had their back. Their relationship was so funny. Can't wait to watch Girlfriends soon. All right. So, next on my list is going to be Insecure. I know it just ended, but come on. I, there, I still want to know what happened. Like, yeah, it's so much to tell, and it was a bit rushed the last season. It was, it was, it had, it's like it quickly wrapped up, mm-hmm. and a lot happened. A lot went down. Like, I want to know, did Issa and Lawrence have like 
kids of their own. I want to know how yes. Molly's doing in her relationship. How is she coping with her mom passing away? Like with these two big trends. I think about that all the time. Like with one big yeah. transition of life, like her mom, she lost her mom. She gained a husband. And as sad as it is, that it's unfortunate, but that's how life seems to go. Sometimes like you gain something, you lose something. And it's just like, that's a lot to deal with. Very real. What's up with Kelly? What's up with like Tiffany? Like, are they raising their babies together as best friends? Yeah. I just think that, like, you know how, like, Sex in the City ended and then we did a Sex in the City movie? I feel like mm-hmm. that's what we need from Insecure. Like, we need uh, Insecure the movie. Um, yes. Then, Sister, Sister, I really would like to know what each sister is doing. I want to know what Lisa's doing. Like, Lisa married somebody that wasn't Ray, which I personally had a big problem with. Oh, Her that is and sick. That's so stupid to me. Like, first of all, y'all both had chemistry. Let's stop pretending like they didn't. Y'all literally raised the family under the same roof together. What would prevent you from moving forward to marry each other? Why? That just made sense to the storyline. And I, I get that friendships matter and co-parenting matters, but it was chemistry between them. And I didn't notice when I was younger, but when I rewatched when I was older, I'm like, yeah, they kind of teased the relationship. My thing is, if y'all wasn't going to go there, you should have never went there. It's like they were trying exactly. to decide over, oh, we going to let Ray and Lisa get together? Yes, no. And I, I my favorite like I love an obnoxious woman with an uptight man. That's like my fate. That me and Sabria both love it. Me and because we both obnoxious and we end up with like straight lace kind of like we always attract tight wads. And it's just a it's a match made in heaven for real for real. It, it always really gotta be one person that's like up and one person is down <laughs> like it always have that's the perfect compliment to each other so yeah okay i'm talking about ray and lisa not even the sisters but yeah i would love to know how they dealt because they went their separate ways to grow i'm anti-twin separating but also just <laughs> it's realistic right and then i want to know if their relationships like i feel like t and tamara on the show they're the type of girls, whoever they was with in, high, in college, they stay with for the rest of their life. Yeah, so I would love to see that. It's so funny you put this on your list because I put it on TV at work. And I had just been all sister, sistered out. Because mind you, I put it on for the whole work day. Mm-hmm. So eight hours, we was just watching sister, sister. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I just was like telling my coworkers, I'm like, it's crazy when you rewatch this. And every three episodes they had a new boyfriend oh yeah it was always like oh he is fine <laughs> it was like a <laughs> new guy but then they finally stuck it out with i forget their names but i really like the guys that they picked too i really like the guys that they ended up being with um long term in the season wait i need to find their names because this is i don't really... remember the guys jordan I, and I don't remember the guys jordan and tariq and one of them played <laughs> never mind i was gonna say a show that one of them played on but we can move on we don't even want to mention their name all right uh finally game of thrones because what the actual fuck was that that we got that last season like come on don't play with me that's how i feel about that last season also i want to know what brand doing i think about brand probably <laughs> Once a week, I really do, cause I'm like, uh, imagine how Brand has seen everything. Like, what does that feel like? That's why he be quiet and staring. It's over the. It's just. It's just too much, and especially with like House of the Dragon. 
like I've watched all that amazing fucking show. I really I'm I'm bought in. Like I feel like they outdid themselves. Whatever bullshit that was the last season of Game of Thrones, they got that out their system for the House of the Dragon. Cause I still need to catch up. They did their thing on that one. Uh but what I think about when I'm watching the show is like, yo, Bran probably seen all of this. He's seen all of it. Like, we're watching it, but Bran already knows. Like, Bran knew what happened here. It's just, like, a total, like, mind, you know what. But I would love to see, like, how the world is without, like, all the people. Did, did Cersei actually survive? Um, What's going to happen with Jon Snow? What's Tyrion doing? Like, it's, what's Arya doing? Who's she killing? And it's just, like, it's just so much I'd like to know. Bonus Golden Girls. I mean, obviously, we know what happens to um, all of them. But the last episode of Golden Girls was when Dorothy got married and left the house. And that was so unexpected because it's like Rose was already, always dating. Blanche was always dating. But the fact that Dorothy was the one who was like broke away and found like love again and left the, the house. And her man was so perfect. It just was so funny. And I don't know if you remember the last scene in golden girls sorry it's so funny like dorothy kept coming uh she kept closing the front door then busting it open and running back in so then she would close the door and then she would open it and like come back in so then for a third time there's like oh is she gonna come in the door she ran in back of them throw from the back door <laughs> scared the shit out of them. so yeah just golden girls i would really like to know how sophie is doing hypothetically Good luck with that. hypothetically speaking <laughs> i just uh, you said bring it back from the dead <laughs> you know what true <laughs> so yep that's that so let's move on into kind of toast versus sorry yay so this week we are toasting to lola brooke yes i just well first of all she reminds me so much um of foxy brown like in her delivery um and i also just love how she just came out the gate swinging yeah like i know i said the same thing about ice Spice, but that's my favorite thing about a female rapper just coming and swinging and also like her like i said she remind me her voice reminds me of foxy brown so like her rapping is like comforting like it just remind me of my childhood Mm-hmm. and she confident as fuck like she's just yeah, a little she's she little <laughs> confident fun a lot of energy and it's just like that's what i I just feel like do do male rappers exist? Like I'm sorry, I just don't know yeah, them. I don't care. I don't know them. them. I really don't know nothing about them. I feel like unfortunately the only guy rapper I know right now is uh Drake. That's it. <laughs> that's all I know. I don't know nobody else. And that's a sad reality for me. But yeah. shout out to her because she really is uh coming out the gate swinging. Like her delivery is crazy. Also, like what's that rapper name? She I see her on TikTok and she like, I love dealing with a rich nigga. I love dealing I with a rich nigga because he gonna trick and I'm a trick, but he gonna trick bigot. Like she just sound so cute, and I love girls with little voices too. I forgot her name, but my mom was asking me for that song, and I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to Google. I love dealing with a rich, dealing with a rich nigga. <laughs> Let's see real quick because we gotta give the credit. Lady London, she's super cute, very very cute, very real dimples baby hair light voice i love it so much shout out to her too that's a cute name too mm -hmm. lady london i know we got lola brooke and lady london we toasting to so adorable 
All right, shout out to them ladies. Let's get into tea time, shall we? Clink, clink. So, uh, Peter Pan, a first look. And I feel like, at first I was like, I don't really, I didn't really, like, Peter Pan was cute. I liked it the first time I watched it, but I haven't really been excited for, like, the, the revamp outside of, um, uh, or the live action outside of Yara Shahidi being the new Tinkerbell because obviously that's she's a perfect Tinkerbell. Yeah. But Sabria told me to look up the cast and I got to say they need to take a class on authentic they need to teach a class on authentic like inclusion because this is like the representation is so believable and so like mm-hmm. uplifting especially if since this is a children's movie yes i love it so much it made me so excited that's what i'm most excited about seeing the cast seeing how they all act i love that they use actual kids Mm -hmm. and also there is an actor with um with down syndrome that's going to be in the movie and that's so exciting like i'm so excited and i cannot wait it's so refreshing because i'm like i just feel like it looks like the real world and i feel like to me it's like diverse diversity and inclusion without being corny and i don't feel like it's forced either it's not forced at all like it's every every child every child is going to see themselves i feel like every single child is going to see themselves and that's the that's the bottom line behind yeah. the diversity and inclusion it's not to check a box it's not to avoid public outrage it's to make people feel good about themselves and to to also like tell a different story that's going to engage folks and like seeing a mix of some familiar faces and also some new faces seeing how this story is going to be told in a new way like Sometimes remakes are literally word for word what the cartoon did. Like that was Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. And like, that's okay sometimes too, because Beauty and the Beast, uh, that worked for Beauty and the Beast. But Mm -hmm. like, sorry, I'm going all over the place. It worked for Beauty and the Beast because the music, seeing all that come to life. And I also felt like the, the lore was, what's her name? Is it Emma Watson? that's her name yeah yeah that that was the lore like honestly because she was so big and like harry potter and it was also one of the first of the animated to live action things but i feel like this is a different story it kind of reminds me more of like aladdin how like it was like all right we're gonna do this but we're gonna do a twist but this is a true twist and it's gonna make this this story exciting to watch again i feel like Watching Peter Pan is not going to help you to understand this new story. The original, like watching that cartoon from back in the 60s, 50s, whenever it was, that's not going to have nothing to do with what we about to see. Period. And I can't wait. Like, just like Iman, I was like, ah, Peter Pan, like whatever. But then seeing the cast, I was just like, oh my God, this is so exciting. This is so exciting. And I'm so happy for the kids of today that get to grow up and see this yes yes and also jude law is playing captain hook and i'm <laughs> like oh that's an interesting choice and also Very that one comedian i forget let me see i think it's like jim gallagher or something like that you know what i'm talking about yeah, jim gaffigan he, oh jim gaffigan oh yeah he's a comedian he um is it he's like redhead and i think he like that's like his whole thing yeah, so he's he's going to play a character called Smee, 
which not sure who it is, but he looks like a yeah. like somebody on the boat. But I'm like, okay, cool. This is nice. Some new faces, but some new faces in these type of roles, but also some familiar faces. So this is going to be great. I see these little black twins. Like this is just too cute. Like I, I can't it's wait. So cute. Shout out to the kids. All right. The children. What'd you say? I said shout out to the children. Shout out to them children. <laughs> oh. Bless you. That was Thank a you. that was a real precise sneeze. That was real crispy. <laughs> I was trying to control it. That's what Oh, okay. I, I feel like your nose did. burnt after that one. Actually it didn't, oddly enough. Okay, well bless you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Over the last few years. Harley Quinn has become one of the most famous and beloved comic book characters. Would you agree? Of course I would agree. I freaking love Harley Quinn. I'm definitely a Harley Quinn apologist. I love Harley Quinn so much. So now Lady Gaga will be Harley Quinn in the Joker 2. In Joker 2, not the Joker. Joker 2. Um, this is the one with Joaquin Phoenix, which like, I think I should just go on record and say that I'm, I think I might've said this before. I'm a Joaquin Phoenix stand. Like anything he in, I'm a watch. Anything he and I'm a watch. I feel like he always delivers, never disappointed in one of his, in any movie he's in. Yeah, I agree. So now Lady Gaga is going to be Harley Quinn in a new movie. Cannot I cannot wait to be insufferable when this comes out. Um, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see what she does as Harley Quinn because this is a whole different universe. Um, this Joker and this Harley exist in a different universe. And I just can't wait to see what they do. This is the only one I'm a fan of. Like, this universe, that's the only one I can get down with. And, of course... Oh, yeah, I forgot you a Marvel person. I'm a Marvel person, and I also feel like I'm not a big fan of, like, I'm nutso, I'm crazy and fun. Like, I understand the appeal, and I'm, I'm like, I'm happy that other people like it, but it it just never did anything for me personally. (laughs) So... I don't, I don't, I've never liked the Joker until, um, Joaquin Phoenix did it because I'm like, now I understand this villain origin story. Like it makes so much sense. Like everybody was on his side. Like everyone became the Joker by the end of that movie because it's like, okay, cool. Like society, anytime you make like the government and society, the bad guy, I'm like, okay, I can, I can listen, continue. Let, let him finish let him finish what he has to say so that's why i liked it it wasn't just like i feel like sometimes the joker didn't have no real reason to be the way <laughs> he was i just hope this joker isn't abusive to harley quinn like that's my thing like, can well, we just can we just figure that out like i'm tired yeah, of that's that. why i had stopped liking the joker once i started getting more into dc i'm like oh yeah and i started becoming more of a harley quinn fan um especially like reading stuff and then watching more of the and i love how in the uh, the harley quinn movies like the last harley quinn movie was really good to me um it was like her emancipation where she like broke up with the joker and like she like i'm just gonna do things on my own and i'm not gonna be like you know let him you know bully me and beat up on me and stuff like that um so i was like definitely loving it because she took her power back but um yeah i hope it's not that dynamic 
No, and I also just like how Lady Gaga looks. First of all, she likes to go there. Lady Gaga does. So I feel like what a perfect role yes. for someone who likes to go like all the way there. So like she's going to snap. She's going. It's going to be powerful. I already know that. But then I'm like, all right, like he Phoenix also likes to go there so what's that chemistry they going to be slobbering and stomping and like it's going to be good it is going to be good because i'm like oh this is the mix i didn't know i needed it (laughs) yeah they definitely gonna be like it's gonna yeah they gonna go head to head okay they're gonna try to out crazy each other they need people need to check on them and i don't know who's gonna win personally (laughs) I don't know who gonna win between the two of them and like watching that photo she posted on her um on her um Instagram and with them looking eye to eye, I'm like, oh shit. These these are two people that it's like well one, we know how lonely the Joker is. Yeah. We know how lonely he is and how isolated society has made him. So I'm like, what's what's it like when he gets love reciprocated? Because his own mother ain't do that to him. He gonna go nuts. Yeah. Um mm, hmm. I don't know. Buckle up. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Go better buckle up. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna get so crazy. It's so annoying. October twenty twenty four, like y'all could have kept it to yourself. I feel I like know. don't show me nothing until twenty twenty four that's gonna come out in twenty twenty four. Exactly. Like, that's so irritating. And, like they care. never they never release stuff earlier than what it's supposed to so it's going when they say 2024 they mean that yeah and i'm just like why didn't you tell me in march 2024 then that's just how i feel (laughs) or more importantly if y'all got these pictures why can't you just do it in 2023 (laughs) that's really how i think like if you can show me pictures you can can show me the movie (laughs) you can show me the movie i already got the clips The way it takes so long to put together. <laughs> I know. I really just, I feel like I just don't get it. I don't understand. I understand take time, but I'm like, okay, but how much time? Y'all got from now until October, technically. You can release it on Christmas. That's how many months? Put your hands together and do it. <laughs> October 2024 is disrespectful. Because like in it's this world, so I'm like, will weird. I be alive? Even. Oh that's God. what i be thinking to myself like but now no, it is irritating that's how i felt about the barbie movie but it's finally about to come out I'm same with old mermaid yeah i guess time plus i already gotta wait until 2025 then for like all uh for let the last of us and house of the dragon i'm like this is what what i don't like about loving things with a lot of effects it just takes very long to produce it it takes so long Child. <sighs> Let's talk about some other things uh, being released in 2024. Jordan Peele has a lineup of two movies that are happening. So it says the first is an untitled horror thriller being produced by Peele and his Monkey Paw production company. It will release in the fall of 2024. The second, hailing from Universal Pictures. Hmm. Which releases just shy of three, uh, three months shy of Avatar three. Who cares? Universal Pictures, which released uh, Get Out, Us, and Nope, will also add a fourth film directed by Jordan Peele that is set to release on Christmas twenty twenty four. 
So I'm excited because it's just like you do now. That's if we want to talk about originality. He is got like I cannot. I just love this man so much. Like he is just he just make me like smile. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see. Like I'm always on the edge of my seat. I cannot wait to see what he do next. I'm so happy. Me too. I, I don't even gotta know, but just thank you. I'm just happy you working. That's all. Exactly. Keep that man employed. Like he just he's somebody that like it would definitely be a dream for me to work with him. Yeah. It would be that would be amazing. And I also just feel like right now, I don't even wanna like try to name what he might be thinking of. Like that's that's how you know somebody is amazing when you can't even think of what their next movie gonna be about. Because Nope was child all over the place. I it was no way I could have saw any of that coming. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. So shout out to Mr. Pill. I'm looking forward to seeing what's next. All right. So let's get into the sunken place. And we talk so much about inclusivity because it's important. Like it really means everything. Yes, what a great segue. Yes. No, for real. <laughs> it really means everything. And I feel like the message do be getting lost in with public opinion. And it's so frustrating because like inclusivity is supposed to open access so that we all can feel good. Rather it's about like media or clothing. And it just seems like in with clothing, we were going forward, but then it feels starting to feel like we're going backwards again as it relates to like nice options in all sizes. Like mm-hmm. the question be, does a pair of clothes come in your size? Maybe. But do the clothes you want, the clothes that you feel you're best in, the clothes that are trendy and stylish yeah. that the um, quote unquote standard size folks are wearing, do they come in your size? And the answer usually be no. Like, and another thing, is it priced fairly? Because there's yeah. something called uh, appropriate. It's called fat tax, what people call it. And the first time I saw it was at my old job where they priced up, like, for instance, faux leather leggings. For everybody else, they were, I think it was, like, $98. But the plus size ones were $102. Mm. Mm. Um, So it's like, when you do that, that's not fair either. Even if it's just a couple dollars, it's just like, and also, yeah. I feel like they charge more and it's not made better. That's exact- what I don't like. It be made the same exact way. Like, there's no, like, okay, cool. Let's keep in mind that just somebody who wears an extra large might need a little bit more room in, like, the boob area than somebody who wears the extra small, right? Or somebody who wears... um this length and a skirt might need for it to be a little bit longer in the back to cover up their butt. Like you were saying that you were thinking about getting a size like tall and mini skirts because you're like, okay, skirts don't cover my butt because it's like y'all, they're not like thinking about the fact that like, all right, some women typically have like curvier bodies as they grow get um as they go up in size so like why not cover get something that's gonna cover the butt versus somebody who's smaller may not have that that same issue you know 
yeah exactly and like that's a problem that i that's why sometimes i don't want to wear skirts because i'm like oh it's gonna go up in the butt or like whatever so it's so like y'all are not as inclusive as you think and what sparked this is Iman sent me a tiktok from a plus size um influencer and she was like breaking down how many um plus size like inclusive brands there were at fashion week and it was like what was it like 12 out of 200 and something brands um they had like 12 representations and it just felt like a check of the box it didn't feel like authentic in any way and also sometimes the plus size models don't be like you know like what like for real like what's plus size like sometimes like you know again with me the bit my biggest no pun intended my big issue be like my butt so sometimes I'll look at a plus size model and and again it's not your fault that you don't have a big butt but I'm like maybe have a plus size model with a big butt and one with a flat butt but they don't ever like switch up they're just like oh you take this one like they don't really account that because sometimes the jeans like I'll get it take a chance that's another reason why I don't like wearing jeans sometimes because they'll either they'll gap on me or like I can't button them up yeah yeah and and so sorry just want to let y'all know that the digital creator is a style influencer named Miss Christine, Christine with a K. That's who shared this video that inspired our sunken place segment. But yeah, nobody wants to invest in poorly made clothes. <laughs> like, And it becomes difficult, especially as it relates to clothes like for the office. Um, clothes for like last minute things. Like I think that it, everyone should be able to say, I got this party that i didn't know or snuck up on me coming i i need to be able to go to the mall and get something it's like you can't mm -hmm. just walk into a store to get something over you and then you can't trust the sizing like it's people i know that i'm like back in 2008 we wore extra largest but then you got to go to this place and you got to wear a 7x like that don't make no <laughs> sense that's right i didn't mean to <laughs> like why that... you gotta wear a 7x and then it fit like a medium like that's crazy that's insane <laughs> that really be me like i just i've never when i tell y'all and i've gained weight but i've never in my life worn a size 20 i've never i've just never have and i had to order a jeans in a size 20 and i'm just like no and I, I know so what, what a size 20 mean? look like and what does that mean for somebody who, who actually, actually wears is. a size 20? Because, like, the thing is, whatever size you wear, wear your size. Like, it don't, there's no shade into which size you wear. There's no shade in wearing a bigger size. To me, the shade is that, like, it's not size the right way. And it's like, before you know it, the average size is going to be like a size like 18, which is whatever. But it's like, that's so un it's such an unreliable measurement because it's like, why has it changed so drastically from the past decade? It's just because there's no consistency. Like there will be a brand, right? Like if I get a pair of pants from ASOS, I wear a size 12. 
I get a pair of size 12 pants. Sometimes they'll be so tight. And I'm like, I've lost weight over the past year. And when I got a size 12 at my, like when I wore a larger end of a size 12, it fit perfectly. But now I'm getting smaller and then they don't fit. And it's like, look, going up a size is fine. But it's like, what I want is consistency because who wants to be sending stuff back and forth? Because that's also really bad for the environment. It's a waste of time, like to be just shipping and, and moving and baking like I feel like in a perfect world like people should send cut down how much they're getting delivered and sending to like like I always try to go shopping in one big bulk instead of like piecemealing and buying something here and there because it's like all that packaging all that energy and getting it and then if you don't like it it's like sending it back it's just a lot so I try my best not to send things back but in this world it's like you have to you have to be prepared to send back anything you buy because yeah, the, fit, the I, fit is unreliable. Exactly, because I have to send some pants back because, again, I wore, I'm like, I don't, again, like, a size, I wore jeans in a size 18 because I'm like, okay, that'll probably fit. Let me order a bigger size. They don't fit. in the, the culprit, my butt. Always I'm culprit. just like, and these are curved pants? Yeah, Exactly. And, and then don't get me started on shoes like shoes has been like I feel like I rarely get a chance to wear shoes that actually reflect my personality I really feel that way I feel like my shoes are where my outfit takes a fall because of like accessibility now if it's sneakers it's fine and I do have a lot of sneakers that reflect my style I do and that's even changed because when I was a kid like Sneakers weren't as gender neutral. So if you had to get something in a boy size because they didn't carry it in the girls, then it's like, well, you can't get a pair of pink sneakers. And what little girl don't want a pair of pink sneakers, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you have to be like red, navy blue, white, brown. No, you don't want that as a kid. But like, I never forget, like back in 2014 and like the men's section, I started seeing like pink Pumas, purple Pumas. And I was like, oh, this is great. And now it's to the point where like even women's shoes are going up, uh, to, like women's sneakers are going up. Cause my thing is like a lot of women athletes have big feet. So it's like, why don't things like sneakers come in like larger women's sizes? Like, I just don't get it. And then also it's like, if you're going to be inclusive, some people may not identify as a woman to want to wear a, a shoe, like a, a heel, a pump. So it's like, why yeah. can't you make the pump in everybody's sizes? Like, so right now, Jeffrey Campbell is really, like, I really like, Jeff, uh, um, is it? Yeah. Like, I really like Jeffrey Campbell yep, shoes Jeffrey Campbell. again. <laughs> and I know it was like, they, it was a big wave in like 2010, 2011. But now I'm like, I'm like, oh, I really like these shoes. Like, I want to wear these. Like, oh man, I really like these Chloe boots. Like, I want to invest in these. And it's like nothing. And then like with Jeffrey Campbell, when there are like extended sizes, like, it's like a shoe that's just like, that like, you would associate with being like a dominatrix and it's like come on this I'm is like stop up. why is it that these are the only <laughs> shoes that are for a larger like feet it almost no. it almost like insinuates that if you have larger feet then you should be doing like some type of like like it's I don't like sex work or something, which could be true, but that's not it. Like you're not, it's not a fetish type of thing, you know, just having to be feet. Like they're just regular 
big people with big old feet <laughs> just want some regular <laughs> shoes just to go to work, work uh, go to the club like a normal human like it's just like that's <laughs> it's not the only thing uh we want <laughs> that's all i'm saying it's like it's not the only thing we want i want a pair of uh, classic steve matt and chunky shoes too i want just like regular shoes and like i don't really want to be uh designer because i feel like i have like 17 dreams i haven't accomplished yet like literally <laughs> but it's to the point where i'm like i feel like i need to get into the so like i need to just get into the factory and learn how to make some shoes because i'm like i'm never going to get what i want and i'm so tired of it like shout out to those dolce vita old faithful for like the, the girls the big feet because their shoes are actually really cute um what what are some other ones lucky brand tory birch um Sam Elderman, they're not vegan. That's another thing. So I have to kind of like, you know, trade on my ethics for a pair of shoes. But it is what it is because I really wouldn't have any other choice. And when you work, nobody gives a shit that you're vegan. <laughs> they want to see you in them ballerina flats. That's it. So it's like, I just wish I could start being a fucking cobbler or some shit and making my own <laughs> shoes because I'm over it. I'm over it. Yeah, that is annoying. It's annoying. Yeah, so... People just need to like work on inclusivity, inclusivity, and like I'm thinking about, sorry, thinking about this girl on Twitter that was trying to make a clothing brand, and she was like, um, I'm not, and was like trying to raise money for it, and it was like, I'm not gonna be able to make plus sizes just yet. I'm like, girl, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> it don't make people are just like, well, why don't you wait on the clothing line? Like, first of exactly. all, when people. And sometimes the people on social media say they about to make clothes line. All you're going to do is order patterns from AliExpress or order clothes from AliExpress. And but so. people have been saying that like a lot of folks should start to learn how to make clothes because my grandma used to sew all her kids clothes. Like when all my mom, when my mom and them went to prom, my grandma sold them and they look really great. Like it was fit to their body, it was tailored, like it didn't look patchy. And I'm like, I kind of just some days I'm like, I just want to do it. Like the styles I want to see for like my body type. It's like people say, if you are not five four in a size extra small then you don't deserve chic looks and you don't deserve like you know flattering fits and i just totally disagree with that and i'm also like after being on earth for 30 years dealing with all these fashion issues being like a six foot one curvy bigfoot whatever type of woman i just feel and with somebody with like an eccentric style i just have lost faith that any brand is going to deliver what i want like i feel like it's not to be dramatic i feel like it's up to me (laughs) that's so disappointing yeah, so that's it. Though that's a fashion fail um for a lot of these brands, but um more to come for me maybe in the future. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> Period. Common common sense sis. So we want to talk about hyper trendiness in film and television. Because it becomes a time where it's overwhelming. It becomes too much, and it becomes not enjoyable. So, so you hear me, ladies? But no, for real. Like, it just becomes, like, I'm like, am I getting older, or am I just, like, I just can't, like, it's like, I can't take it. Yeah. 
It's definitely like a combination of like a lot of things. Like I think that one, we are, we are getting older, but also feel like even if we were not as old as we are now, it would still be corny because I feel like the rate, yes. like it, it just would still be corny. Like I think it's lowbrow. That's what I think it is. Sorry. <laughs> um. <laughs> and also you can see, th- and you can see through the cracks of like not being creative I think that was that's my biggest qualm I would say <laughs> like that really gets me going was gets my gears turning which irritates me a lot because a lot of times it's like lazy um and so <clears throat> excuse me while we're talking about this um I noticed a trend in some tv shows is just like relying on social media um to tell the story and Iman put it as social media being the main character and granted that I'm somebody that I'm very active on social media and a lot of people my age are I feel like it's not really in some people's lives it is the main character but it's a certain way that it can be the story can be told where we don't have to keep on seeing alive like hey y'all like i'm just like all right enough is enough you know right right and or no i'm sorry no go ahead oh and another thing is like i mean the saying goes like ripped from the headlines when stuff is like verbatim like oh i've literally seen that on twitter or like i've literally like saw that on instagram like when it's verbatim that I'm just like, who's writing this? Me or you? Yeah. Yeah, it is like, all. Uh, it's like robbery, to be honest with you. There are yeah. so many Twitter jokes that people, like, use to tell. They rely on social media to tell their stories. Like, yeah. sometimes I rely on articles to, like, you know, get information, get details. And I feel like that's what media is for. But I don't, I think that Twitter can inspire culture and like can create like certain conversations, certain slang. But I think it's a, it's a robbery when folks are looking at like accounts that go viral and then they're like using their content to like write stories. And I'm sure that a lot of one, like a lot of hit shows might've used a tweet from Sabria's page to like tell their story um in a less authentic way and it's like how many dollars did you get and how many dollars do these creators get so it's lazy and i just feel like it's a bit unethical but it's no protection on like social media especially twitter it's no protection when people just like be like oh i'm gonna take that it's like no guidelines and i don't know if there ever will be because it's been happening for some time but yeah it's corny like letting twitter write your jokes and just being so like just so trendy to the point where it's like where's the originality why am i watching what i can just go on tiktok and see exactly and also the it's usually told by like it's not people that are in the culture it's like very voyeuristic i think that's i, I think that's a word it's where it's like people that are like the watchers like the ones that they never participate in the jokes they don't never have a hit pose so they're just a person that's like lurking in the shadows and laughing giggling and like liking this and rubbing their feet together yeah <laughs> exactly so stuff like that so it's never people that's like in the culture 
So that's why it's bothersome because it's always told in a way where it's like, oh, I am repeating this. Like, it sounds like it's repeated from social media. Exactly, exactly. And I think, like, now would be a time to maybe unlock some examples of, like, times where it's done well and times where it's done not so well. So, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, what was you going to say? I was going to say, I have some context for when I think it's done, like, kind of well. I think when folks use, like, certain things that carry weight, like, for example, if a character blocks an ex. Mm -hmm. um like that means socially that's relevant like that's a a social cue so like remember on insecure where like Issa was going through it with lawrence and she would like post a selfie to get his attention Mm -hmm. or she was bored so she would like go to his pictures and like see who's commenting and she's like who the fuck is tasha you know, or she'll like be like, I'm gonna unfriend him. And then Lawrence see the unfriending and then his energy start changing towards Issa. Like, oh, well, fuck her because she, she blocked me. She don't care about me anyway. That's reality. That's how yes. we use social media. So it's like social media is a tool to inform how the characters like see each other, how they perceive each other, like, you know, where they are, but social media is not driving the story. Like it's not like ingrained in. Another thing I like is when like people are sending like text messages and like text messages are telling a story like what did Viola Davis say and um how to get away with murder why is your penis on a dead girl's phone (laughs) like that is like okay a text message drove the story but it wasn't about social media like it just should be used as a tool to me exactly um and as you was talking um i was thinking about an example of like how i liked um how social media i gotta find sorry i gotta find the name of the movie um it was a very sad movie but i like the way social media was used in it so it's a movie um what the fuck is it called I was like, hold on, y'all. Okay, it's called Waves. So it's a a movie, a twenty four movie with Alexis and it's called Waves. And what stuck out to me in that movie was, it was about teenagers, and it was like based in like two thousand fourteen or around that time or whatever. Obviously, it was like around the texting era. I like the fact that the camera panned to their phones and you can read the text message along with them. Mm -hmm. Like I like that. Um, I feel like that's more realistic. And that's like the character is in control and not social media in control because like she would they're like art you're arguing with your boyfriend and the camera is showing like the text and like the actor is reacting to that like what the other person is saying I like that and I feel like if you're going to use social media it should be like in that way and also another example where I feel like it's a tool and it pushes the story forward is like when Jules met Nate was talking to what she didn't know it was Nate on Grindr Mm -hmm. um I think it was it was it was it was insinuated that it was Grindr um and how she was like meeting up on people meeting up with people doing sex work and stuff like that and another oh also cat you know doing sex work and stuff Mm -hmm. on the internet like i feel like that's more realistic like how like and how she became obsessed with it because the thing is obviously there are people that are obsessed with social media and i feel like those are good stories that could be told 
Um, but my problem is, it's always the perspective of a person who is a watcher mm. and not people who understand these people um, and like have like seen this stuff go live. It's like, it's the same thing. One of my favorite things that's probably happened um, when I was in school um, we was in this class and we all had to write a story and like we had to write it was like based on the seven deadly sins and like obviously I wanted um vanity so I wrote about um a character who was vain who was into pageants or whatever like that so it was it was very camp it was very like dark comedy which is my favorite thing and it was based on an episode of Tyler's and Tears that I watched so I wrote that then I had my classmates who wrote some things that was like just like violence just straight up violent this one boy wrote something about black gang members was not black by the way hmm. um vi- super violent Side people dying eye. whatever <laughs> blah 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 and the professor says to him what the fuck do you know about this that was one of my favorite moments, like, I probably, like, ever. Like, he literally just said to him, what the fuck do you know about this? Like, straight up. Period. And that's how I feel like a lot of, there needs to be somebody in writer's rooms who says to some people, what the fuck do you know about this? Because obviously you don't know because the way the story is being told is very half-assed. Like, oh, somebody who's on social media who runs a fan page, they're lonely. Okay, I could have guessed that. Their um, their self-esteem is love. Okay, I could have guessed that. But what's, let's go deeper. Why are they doing this? Um, If they do have an outside friend, how are the friends? Is this person masking when they go out? Do people know? Because to I, there, I have seen situations like that where there's people who go out like they're totally normal and then they run a stand page. They're batshit crazy. Or it's people who act insane on social media and then they're like, they have a job where they can't even have tattoos. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you don't know like these type of characters that exist within social media. And you're just writing what you think. Like for instance, it's a gamer who is always on Twitch all the time. Oh, he lives in his mom's basement. Oh, fucking K. We've seen it so many times. Well, what about the, the, the streamer who's obsessed with games, who has a job, who, you know, presents himself as normal woman, like that one show on Netflix where the, the creep was like this middle aged lady who just was bored picking with people. I felt like that nobody examines, examines that. Exactly. And like how, even though, you know, obviously it was a lot, the movie Catfish, mm-hmm. like that was like the first of it. It's like, all right, that was the, <laughs> oh, bless me. Um, that was the first of his thing, but it's like now everybody's being able to death with it. It's so many different archetypes of people. And I feel like it's very, people get excited and they're like, oh, like obviously it's made. The thing is, for me, because I'm so passionate about writing, Obviously, I know all the stuff is made up, but I don't want to look at the story and can tell, oh, this shit is made up. 
Or it's just I'm not like, bought in. Like I'm not, not bought, bought in. That's what I'm exactly. Yeah, I'm not bought I don't, into I, I want to be bought in. If you writing about a freaking eight foot dragon, um, that exists in 2023, I want to believe that dragon like exists. I want to like you know love that dragon. I want to be. I want to sympathize with that dragon. Like when you use technology or like social media and stuff as a tool. For instance, this is okay. Iman said she loved Joaquin Phoenix, so this is a good example. The movie Her. I have never finished that movie. It made me so uncomfortable. And mind you, the whole movie was about like technology, basically. Like he literally fell in love with his computer in short. But he was acting his ass off that so bad that it made me uncomfortable. You like he being a weirdo. He being a weirdo. I had to turn it off. Because I just was like, oh, this is crazy. Because it was like, it was more about, I wasn't like, oh, the computer. Like, I wasn't This like, isn't real. Like, why is he doing this? <laughs> yeah, it was, it made me so uncomfortable. And I feel like people just don't be wanting to die. It just be like, oh, whatever. This, again, you can be silly. You can do all that stuff. But tell a good damn story. Yeah, tell a good story. And like, I do feel like the art of storytelling is so hard. Like, I don't think it's easy. I don't think it's something that you could do well. But I think that, like, the way things are being mass produced and the way people are checking boxes is contributing to things not landing. And I feel like for me, like, some oftentimes media can make me feel, like, disconnected these days more than connected. Because I'm like, why don't I, like... It's, I'm just hyper analyzing it versus actually enjoying the storyline. For example, like we were talking about Swarm and like Swarm kind of inspired a lot of this conversation. I only got two episodes in because like for me, it's just like what I personally don't want to see this girl just get crazier and crazier for the, for the sake of entertainment. I think that like, again, we've unlocked that black women can be like unhinged. Like that's, I guess, important for some people to see, but like Sabrina was saying, there are so many other things to unlock with black women outside of that one. So I guess for me, it's hard to not, you know, be bought in, but I get that a lot of people are a lot of people watching. There's a lot of conversation going because again, I just think it's, I think it's lowbrow and most people are lowbrow. Sorry. That's what, that's just how I feel. I feel like most people really be okay with it. Like it's the same crew that like wilding out. It's like, no, they're not, it's not critical. But for me, I'm just like, I'm tired of it that when the shows are really, really good that I really, really like, they typically aren't black shows. And I want that more. I want the same passion I feel about Game of Thrones. I want to feel that about like shows that show like my people, like outside of The Wire, by the way, because that was like literally about to be 20 years ago at this point. Um, Insecure was definitely a, a changed the game for me, but like that can't be the only like it's like once Insecure came out, people started trying to create like similar things and it just wasn't it or like Lovecraft we we thought Lovecraft was cool I didn't really get it towards the end because it was trying to be too different but anyway I did enjoy the ride for a little bit of time um but then as soon as that's created all right let's try to create you know I think Lena Waithe on like Amazon did some other unhinged stuff so it's like okay let's let's get through this but like when I was looking at like the costuming on Swarm it was too trendy for me you know, yeah, it was just yeah. too trendy. Like, um, like even the strippers, I'm sorry. They did not look like strippers to me. 
Yeah. They didn't look like strippers to me. They didn't look like the girls who were actually in the club. It was so unbelievable. Or even like the main character, Dre, um, supposed to be like broke. And then I'm like, why are you wearing this wig with this banging buns? Like, it just don't make sense. Like a real, yeah. what is this wig? What is this look? This is not like familiar. This isn't unique enough for me to enjoy it. Like, what is this wig? Why? Why are you yeah. wearing it? And then like Chloe's character was very believable. Sorry, I know this sounds crazy because I I toasted to these people last week, but like just looking at it in a whole, I'm like, why did I stop watching? And I feel like it's because of like these things that we're naming, just like the hyper trendiness. And I'm just I'm just like, look. yeah, it was definitely the relying on the TikToks for me, and literally hearing verbatim because I had got further than email hearing verbatim what people say on social media about like Beyonce. Hearing that verbatim on a TV show, I just was like, whoa. Like, I was taken aback. Like, I just was like, and as somebody who is very passionate about writing and like how I be thinking about what people are going to wear and like how they would react to this and how they reacted, I'm just like, it just felt like it was just throwing something on the wall and just seeing like what would stick. And it just was like too much and i love stuff that's campy that's wacky but it just was too it was too much like with social media was like a main character and i i that's probably the point for that but it's just for me i'm not a fan of it yeah and you know what? I was watching Reba last night because my new thing is to turn on the Hallmark channel to go to sleep. <laughs> it's growth from me turning on ID, the ID yes, channel. Yes, I'm very happy for that. Yes, yes, I'm growing. And so what comes on mm-hmm. the Hallmark channel at night is Golden Girls, Frasier, and Reba. Like, it just be marathons, which I just... By the way, don't get Frasier. No matter how many times I watch it. You know what's crazy? When I was younger, I used to be cracking the fuck up at Frasier. Frasier. Don't know why. So the thing is, I didn't know Frasier started off on Cheers. Um, Yes. And I love Cheers. Me too. (laughs) I love Cheers. And Cheers also is on the Hallmark channel. So I woke up and I'm like, is this Frasier or Cheers? Like, I don't get it. And I'm like, oh, Frasier. So here I am at 3 a.m., half sleep, Googling Frasier. I'm like, oh, so he was the longest running cast member on Cheers? By the way, go look up Kelsey Grammer's life. It's going to make you cry. Um, But anyway, uh, the hell was I going with this? Oh, yeah. When I'm watching Reba, I'm like, this <laughs> show is so good. It's so funny. I'm not, I don't identify with any of these characters yet. Cause you know, they're all like from the South white people were technically like, if you just named those identities, I would feel like mm, nothing in common, but like watching their life feels like realistic. Cause like, they're just like not rich. And I'm like, whatever happened to just some like authentic real people, you know, that you feel like will actually be friends in real life who, who you feel like will actually be a family. I feel like folks are casting, not based on chemistry, based on like, Who's checking the box so we don't get ate up on Twitter? You know, where it's yeah. like you really can do both. You really can do both. And that's what I really want. 
from like the shows i just want less trendiness i start to feel like sometimes like think about sister sister think about moesha think about the parkers <laughs> think about all these shows they came out like years ago during a time where folks were making things for black people they weren't making things for like black people to understand our black experience and white people yeah. were making things for white people they weren't making things so that they wouldn't get in trouble so it's like i do feel like there is obviously some there, there's room to grow and change and evolve but i just don't like the direction we're going in right now i really don't like it the woke the fake wokeness is so inauthentic and it shouldn't yeah. be this hard it should not be this hard to just tell stories it really should not well i'm sorry storytelling is hard but it should not be hard to include a diverse cast without like why you always got a name that like the black boy got shot and the police are behind them like it's just like it's not enjoyable to watch it's just not yeah because the number one thing is i for me personally when i i feel like I have gotten better at writing because I listen. And a lot of people don't listen. They just like, oh, I have this idea. And then they just go with it. And without listening to other people's perspectives, like you just see like, this is like, they're like Iman said, checking off the box. It's like, oh, we have to have a dark skin lead. We have to do this. We have to do that. Blah, 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 blah. We have to do this. And I'm just like, yeah, but like, how are you going to set this person up for success? Like in the story, like my problem don't be about actors. It really be about the people behind the scenes for real. Yeah, exactly. That's what I definitely think. I could do a better job making a distinct distinction. Um, It's not about the actors. Because they were phenomenal. Yeah. They were phenomenal. That's my favorite part. They was phenomenal. Especially, it was a scene where it was supposed to be like a crime show. And it was this black lady. And I'm like, oh, she's definitely up next. She like, her comedic timing was perfect. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm talking about on Swarm. I'm like, the actors were phenomenal. Even the person that had the smallest part. Yeah, and that's what I was saying about like, um, like, chloe last week and about uh i forget her name dominique um fishback yes so i felt like i believe that dominique was crazy <laughs> like i believe she yeah, was unreliable untrustworthy scary i wouldn't want to be around her i believe that chloe was like that girl that was a bit of a bird couldn't believe her boyfriend was like low-key checking out dre damson always delivers like it was like a, a pretty all-star like crew of actors i just it's, it's just what the show is about it's the content in itself which again i'm never going to shade like a working actress because like i remember when viola davis was sharing at the beginning of her career the only thing she could play was a woman on a, a black mother on drugs that's the only role she can get and then she had to take the roles like the help which were like powerful stories but it's like if she hadn't taken those roles she wouldn't have been able to do things like uh, pay for her own studio so she can make woman, movies like The Woman King. So it's like, you got to respect what, what people got to do. And who knows if we'll ever be in that position one day where we're like, ah, like it's not ideal, but it's not, you know, it's not bad. Or I wish I had a little bit more creative control here. Or, you know, I can't speak bad on this thing because this is, I mean, we have been in those situations. We can't speak bad on this because this has paid us. So it's like, I, it's not about shade to the actors, even though they're the most front facing people. Yeah. It's never that. So, never that. but yeah, y'all, this was, uh, this was all about TV. Let us know how you feel. 
Yeah, and we some TV heads, so. We really some media heads. Like, we love it. Yeah. Just let us know, y'all. Let us know. And you know where y'all can let us know? On the socials. So you can hit us up on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch. You can hit us up on Twitter at BLK Girl Brunch. Don't forget about the email at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Instagram at imamate On TikTok, imamate And on Twitter, it's Mate. Sabria. And you can find me on Instagram at it's Frank and Femme. Um, same thing on TikTok and Frank and Femme underscore on Twitter wonderful and y'all don't forget to sign up on the patreon we have the pay as you wish model so we're meeting everybody where they are but you can sign on you get exclusive content and also we have like exclusive sessions so far we've had book clubs we've had um like tea time conversations with people in our community so yeah it's a great way to connect not only with us but other like other like-minded individuals so check out the patreon you can find the link on all our social bios um that's it y'all that's the show bye Bye.